Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually. And we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close, even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. Out of time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is, is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your co-host, Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Uh, please feel free to email us at success at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Today, we're going to interview Katie Dudley. Uh, she is a 26-year-old studio owner with a passion for educating clients and creating a community. She left nursing in 2018 to pursue teaching Pilates full-time. Since then, Katie has focused on creating a family dynamic within her clients. In 2020, she opened the doors to her first Pilates and group fitness studio in Skipback, Pennsylvania. She is a graduate nurse from Geneawood Mercy University, Peak Pilates Certified, AAAI personal certified personal trainer and a precision nutrition certified nutrition coach. When she is not teaching, you can find her in the gym cooking chicken or hanging out with her dog Carter. So did you want to start off maybe with giving a little bio on yourself for our listeners? Yeah, sure. So my name is Katie Dudley. I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I own a Pilates studio. I just opened my Pilates studio in February and then was shut down. So I opened February 29th and was shut down on the 12th. Um, but it was a long journey to kind of get to that place. So I went to nursing school. When I graduated, I was like, wow, I just really don't want to be a nurse. I just want to teach Pilates and play. So that's what I did. I taught Pilates full-time for two years. I nannied and hustled my way to being able to pay my bills and developed this community that's really, really tight-knit and very, very family, has a family-like dynamic. And then when I felt that I had absorbed all of the lessons from everywhere else that I have worked and taught and been a part of, I decided it was time to open up my own studio. So in October, I got the ball rolling after um, a, basically a stranger was like, what are you doing? Open up your own studio. You have 
the ability to do it, just go for it. So I started in October, the process I opened in February, and then I've just kind of been riding out this storm and getting creative and trying to find different ways to connect and grow my community outside of my zip code. That's awesome. (laughs) That's impressive. It is. is. And then what's really crazy, like hearing you say all this is like, I have followed you on Instagram for like so long, as you probably know. And I'm just like being able to hear you like put all of your story into words is like so awesome. And it's like super, super inspiring. And you just like went from like, oh, an idea. This is what we're going to do. And then you did it. Granted, we had this whole thing that happened. You were still like so adamant and like going strong. It's been like so fun to see that happen. Thank you. I actually looked at this whole situation as such a blessing because I had two or three weeks of being a business owner, right? And having clients and managing my own schedule for the first time. I finished my last day at my old job on Friday and then opened my studio on Saturday. I had no downtime. I like, I don't even think I washed my hair in between. Like I seriously (laughs) was like, all right, here we go. We're just going for it. So I didn't have any downtime. And this year of my life was just so bonkers. And so from October until I opened, I didn't stop. I didn't sleep. I was sleeping from like 11 PM until 4 AM waking up doing studio stuff from like four until nine teaching at nine 30 teaching until 8 PM. I work at Lululemon very, very part-time just for the personal development stuff. So I'm there like 10 hours a week. So that was another thing that I was doing. Um, and it was just go, go, go. And then all of a sudden the universe was like, I am going to give you the opportunity to do everything that you're doing well and sleep all at the same time. And it was like the biggest blessing because I got to be in my business and figure out like what's working and then figure out what I need to improve. And I got to take a full week off where I did no work. Like the first week I was like, I'm still hustling. I'm still working. And then the second week I crashed. And then I've been, just been working away ever since. That's impeccable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danielle and I both go to school. So like we understand that like the constant hustle of like, you know, always working and like always doing something. So like we feel that. Yeah. And even for oh, me, like I- now, oh my God, like I've been telling Sierra about this, but um with starting a podcast and everything that that comes with a lot of work in itself obviously um but also I decided to take um during this time like an LSAT course to study to take the like law exam and I was trying to take an LSAT test it and I just couldn't sit down and do it um but yeah like I definitely feel that what you what you were feeling when you were kind of overwhelmed with everything yeah like it everyone experiences that I think but I think um it's really important, yeah, to see this opportunity of social distancing and everything as a time to maybe take a step back and reflect, see what's important to you, and even, like, take the time to rest. Like, that's so important, as you said. Yeah, I think that this was a gift, for sure, for everyone. I think that you, like, I learned so much the value in balance. Like, it was the first time in probably six months where I sat down and had dinner with my family two nights in a row, which hasn't happened in wow. probably since 
I don't know, August. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was really nice to be like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm home at least two nights a week so that I could have dinner with my family because that is something priceless and that's time that I don't want to miss out on or something along the lines of I shifted my available availability at Lululemon because I want to stay with that company because of everything that it's teaching me and the gifts that it's giving me, um, from a personal development standpoint. Um, but I can't give up my Friday and Saturday night every single weekend. Like I have for the last six months, I've closed the store, um, every single Friday and Saturday night for the last six months. So I need some sort of balance in that. So switching to a Sunday, Monday schedule is a lot more digestible, especially since I see more clients on the weekend than I do during the week. It's important to like really listen to your body and like your overall mindset when dealing with like times like this, especially like from like a success standpoint, like Danielle and I were in school, we did this podcast, just like, like you are busy with all your work and things like that. I was so like overwhelmed the other day with like a million emails and like a million papers. I just left my apartment to tan. And that's it. (laughs) She loves tanning, if you can tell. (laughs) That's good, though. It's like your form of release. And like, I I think we all need that. As you said, maybe like taking that those two nights to have dinner with your family is something that you need and it's important to you. And maybe it's a way of de-stressing and getting out and balancing everything for sure. Sure. So we also like have a couple questions for you. Um, a few of these questions are like to break the ice a little bit just so for our listeners to get to know who you are as like a person and the things like that you care about. Um, my first question for you is um, what is your definition of success? Oh, I love that because my de- definition of success is very, very different than I think the traditional definition. I, my cup is full when I'm with people and creating a community. So I would like to grow my community as big as possible. And that to me is success. When I have, when I see clients from my studio and I see them out to drinks together on a Friday night and they met in my class, that to me is the definition of success. If I get a message from someone saying, Hey, that cue that you gave me in that class really helped from that neck pain that I was having. That's my definition of success. My best friend had a really bad back injury and she started taking my Pilates class. I was begging her and she was banned from running essentially. And when she texts me saying that she was allowed to run again, like that is my definition of success, making other people's lives see some sort of value and leaving an impact and creating a legacy is my definition of success. That's amazing. Like, it's very community-based, which I really like. I think it's a lot of the time it's hard to find definitions of success that are like that. As you said, like traditional uh, definitions more so that are very community-based and involved and wanting everyone to be able to accomplish what they want to. So yeah, it's really nice to hear you say that that's what you find your definition to be. Um, So Another question that we wanted to ask you was what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given or have given someone? Trust your gut. It's always right. Trust it. That's true. 100% of the time. It doesn't matter if it was something nursing school related, something like with a patient, I thought they were going to code and they were like, no, 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 everything's fine. Um, in a relationship, trust your gut. 
if a friendship feels shady trust it it's probably <laughs> not for you if like should you go out that night or should you not probably something's gonna go down and you're gonna be glad that you stay in bed with your face mask and you're well rested i think that trusting your gut and going for what you feel in your soul is right um i definitely had a lot of pushback when I left my, like nursing is cushy, right? It's recession proof. There's always going to be sick people, right? Um, there's always going to be a job. When I was like, hi, I'm going to be a Pilates instructor. And <laughs> my dad, um, that's not very recession proof. Is that a good idea? I trust my gut because like, I know in my soul that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I have these huge aspirations of what I want this to turn into. Um, and I think trusting my gut and believing in myself was the best thing that I could have done. And it's the best advice that I've been given. And I think that helps you stay on your path in a way, as you said, like where you want to go, you know, what's right for you and what you don't want to get involved in or what's going to maybe stop you from achieving what you want to achieve in the future. Um, so yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing. <laughs> That's really inspiring. I like the way that you talked about like, obviously like the traditional ways of like being able to like trust your gut, but like getting different like perspective, perspective, perspectives of like <laughs> not being in nursing to Pilates. Like there's not many people who can confidently say that like that is their passion because they're scared and like, it's okay to be scared, but as long as you're confident and scared, that's like, you're on a whole nother level of like being like on the path ready to go and like succeed it's crazy <laughs> she's like yes like, that's me and we also wanted to ask you what what's your why like maybe your purpose like what keeps you going oh I love this question it's my favorite question <laughs> okay so my story is a little bit different so when I was 12 I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis okay. I went through a whole bunch of health issues um, I was diagnosed on a Tuesday. On a Friday, I started a low-dose chemotherapy. I was on that for five years. All of these health issues, long story short. Um, I So I'm in Philadelphia, which has so many amazing doctors, and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. CHOP, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, diagnosed me with early onset Alzheimer's when I was 19, and my parents were like, no, no, that's not it. So we flew to Minnesota. And I learned there that there was nothing wrong with me other than the fact that I was misdiagnosed um, and I was allergic to one of the medications that they had me on. So I had arthritis and lupus, not just arthritis. And I had an allergic to the medications, which caused seizures, blindness in my left eye, forgetfulness. I was driving one time, didn't know how to turn on the car, didn't know where I was, didn't know my name. Um, so I wake up every morning with the purpose of because I can, I'm going to. Because I can get out of bed in the morning, I'm going to. Because I can deadlift 300 pounds, I'm going to. Because I can start my own business, I'm going to. So it's a very different mindset just because of the experiences that I've had um, that drive my why. So because I can, I'm going to. I love that. I just love that so much. Oh my God. Uh, and it's funny, like you say the I can part because um, in that LSAT class I'm taking, we're looking a lot about, at like phrases because we have to read into the arguments and stuff and try and pinpoint things. 
Um, and one of the phrases that they said was really important to look out for is we can, like we can do this. That is like so powerful. They were saying it's such a powerful sentence saying I can, or we can. But it's also like being grateful at the same time as well. Like, yes, yes. you can do this, but like in your head and like your mental space, like you're so, so grateful, like saying those words that like it also promotes like your entire day to be like, thank you for like my body doing this for me and like digesting the food that I want to eat every day and like mm-hmm. being able to work out and like take a Pilates class, take a cycling class. That's, that's a good why. That's a good That's one. definitely what it stems from. It stems from gratitude. And I think when you can have gratitude for every blessing that you've been given, um, my brother and I say this thing back and forth. So I was scrolling on Instagram one day and there's this video that popped up and I usually don't watch IGTVs. And I clicked on it because it was from the Daily Stoic, which is this book that I read every morning that's based from philosophy. And it's just like a little paragraph. Um, and it's just like a nice way to start my day where I'm outside of my own brain. And it was a post from them and it was about this concept. It's called Amor Fati, which means to love fate and to love everything that happens to you, the good, the bad, the ugly. Sitting in traffic and getting stuck at a red light prevents you from getting in a car accident down the street. Um, When I got diagnosed with arthritis, I was not hanging out with the best group of girls um, and they ended up getting into a ton of trouble um, in high school. And so getting sick prevented me from going down the path that they were on and having to like make good or bad choices. And so my brother and I both had very challenging years this year for different reasons. And so we would just text each other when we were having a bad day, like Amor Fati, like love fate. It's happening to you for a reason. Embrace it. You're going to learn something from it. You're going to take something from it, or it's going to be a hilarious story in the end. I also live by something like that. Like the only thing I ever say to anybody is that happens for a reason. You can choose, mm-hmm. like, you can choose to have it as a good reason or a bad reason to make you do something good. And that has by far changed, like, the way that I look at absolutely anything. Like, yeah, I failed, like, my entire semester last year. And I had to, like, pay for it out of my, like, my own money. But, like, I did it. I don't want to do it again. And, like, that's me looking at, like, the best that it can be. Not getting angry that it did happen. Because I can't be. Why? It happened. No use getting angry at it. But, like, I chose it. I love that it happened because it taught me something that I really needed to learn. And I'm, like, so thankful for it. And then um, I also follow your Instagram, like I said. Uh, and I know that you wake up super, super early. You do tons of things all day long. How do you manage that? Like, what is your key thing? Like, do you use a planner? Do you use like 45 different planners? What is your little thing that you do? Um, so I use a day planner, but I also, so the booking app that I use for my studio is kind of how I like run my life and a day planner. I have undiagnosed ADD. So the nice thing about my life is that it's different and crazy every day, which I need to stay sane. Um, I wake up between 3.50 and 4.30 a.m. every morning, um, and that's, like, my time, because the nice thing about it is I, if I answer an email, I'm probably not going to get an email back until 9, right? That's so true. if I can get all of my emails done between, like, 
4.30 and 5 a.m., I have that space to just be and get work done. So I realized how much more efficient I can be on the front end of my day if I get all of those answered. And then I'm not in a back and forth situation later in the day. So that has really helped my productivity. And I don't have to have like from nine until 11 for emails because people are emailing me back and forth. So I use my day planner to be like, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do my red light therapy and my daily stoicism. I'm going to have my coffee, watch a YouTube video, and then I'm going to get my emails done. Then I'm going to go work out myself because if I don't work out, I'm going to be a psycho that I'm going to figure out where my clients are. And then after I figure out where my clients are, I plug in whatever I can during the day. That's awesome. That's such a good outlook on everything for me. My family keeps telling me, wake up early so you can get your stuff done and get your day going. And I managed to bring it to like 8 a.m. I don't know how you do it at 4 a.m., but that's so, oh my God, I wish. I wish I could do that because it seems so productive. It's really productive um, until like 2 p.m. when you like bunk. Um, And I have clients until 8 p.m. So what I've learned is that I get really, I am super duper efficient in the morning. And I learned that my brain can function on one project for two hours at a time. After that, I'm done. And I think that that's a misconception of like business owners or people who are quote unquote successful. I think people think that they sit at their desk and they do the same thing all day long. And I don't think, at least for me, that I could ever do that. So if I chunk my day into one or two hours, I can get so much more accomplished than if I say, okay, I'm going to sit down and write 72 blog posts. Like, no, I'm going to write one and I'm going to do a really good job on it. And then I need to move on because I can't focus on it any longer. And so I think it also depends on like knowing yourself. I have friends who are really, really good and more productive and more creative at night. Whereas at night I am a waste of space. Don't make eye contact with me past 8.30 PM. I'm useless. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Everyone has kind of their own routine and schedule that works for them. As you said, like for you, you might be a morning person. Right. And then there's someone for me. I mean, at least throughout university, (laughs) I was more of like a night owl. And maybe that was because I, for my first half of university, I was working in retail. So the times that I was available would be more in the evening, whereas if I had class in the morning, but yeah, I think that's important to adjust to your routine and have your own schedule that works for you and not really be, I guess, dependent on someone or what society sees as like the regular schedule. Yes. 100%. Like even like the morning routines that I see like influencers posting and I'll get like, cause I don't follow like the quote unquote, like best morning routine, like <laughs> like phone for the first 30 minutes of your day. Like the first thing that I'm doing is like, who texted me when I fell asleep at eight o'clock last night? You know, like I just can't, I, it gives me anxiety if I don't just like grab my phone and everybody's and all of the like most successful people are like, don't grab your phone first thing in the morning. But to me, that brings me calmness later in my day when things could get more hectic, um, when people are awake versus first thing in the morning when I feel like I have more control over my own schedule. That's so nice to hear because I literally go to bed at like 9 p.m. Every single day I wake up at 6, 6.30 and I do check my emails and like I like sit and like be alone while my boyfriend is sleeping and it's so nice to have like that time that is just yours 
And like that is super, super important. Like any routine is important as long as you have one that like you're confident about. But knowing that there are also people who go to bed at 8 p.m. and wake up really, like really early, that's so nice. <laughs> you both inspired me. I'm going to try it. Not it's tonight, also- but maybe later. <laughs> it's also really hard because like being 19 and my boyfriend being a band, like a lot of that, like it's a lot of late night shows. It's a lot of like everybody staying up really, really late. And it's so nice like to be quarantined inside my house because I can literally just go to bed so early, wake up when I want to and be able to set myself up for success for when life does happen again. I'm like more confident in myself being able to say, you know what guys, I'm gonna go home. Thanks for hanging out. See you guys next week at the next show when I leave at eight o'clock because like that's what's important to me you know it's crazy 100%. it's wild people want to stay up all late all kinds of late all of the time I'm gonna act like that doesn't include me but <laughs> I know it does <laughs> Listen, like if that's what's your truth like you have to live in that like if you're somebody who is more successful in those late hours right. you can still get those hours because listen I'm not emailing you back at 9 p.m. I'm already asleep. Right. So that's where you get ahead of the game on me, where you are getting ahead before I even wake up, right? <laughs> so knowing that like, that's your opportunity to like be at that next level is important because just because I like to get it done first thing in the morning doesn't mean you can't get it done late at night because I can guarantee you I'm not emailing you back at 9 p.m. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, yeah, like it's important to see that. I just... I think pro tip for me with the emailing thing, which I did a lot like last semester was um, Google now, Gmail has put like um, a schedule time to send your email because I would like to look like an early morning riser, but you don't have to be an early morning riser to do that. So I would schedule, I would send my emails at night, but then they would be scheduled to send out at like 7am the next morning, 8am. So that, that's helped me a bit in that way, but yeah. That is queen. Oh, the first moment I saw it, I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Learning that pro tip. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah. Of like being like able to make your own like why and like making sure you're like more confident in like your days and things like that. What would you say your biggest factor that has helped you succeed? I think trusting myself. I think I am somebody who doubts myself a lot. Um, And I don't think that I come across that way. I think that I come across like I'm always like with it. Um, And I actually got this feedback um, from a leader in my life. Um, And they were like, you are so like on the ball. And I'm like, I'm asking you for feedback 24 seven because I feel like I'm not where I need to be. Right. So I think a few things, I think humbling yourself to ask for feedback. And I think, um, being open to working on yourself 24 seven, um, has been something that's been really, really key in my life. We did a coaching call today for like development. Um, so obviously like Lululemon, we are working on a whole bunch of different things. Um, but we're working on personal development, personal responsibility and coaching. Um, and the feedback that I've gotten is that I'm so much more capable than I give myself credit for. 
Um, and I've done so much more than I'm willing to give myself credit for. I'm much better at taking criticism than I am taking feedback. So that's something that I'm working on, but I think always being open to hearing where you can improve has definitely been something that has like leveled me up because I'm always working on a weakness. There's never a time where I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm like, okay, I fixed that. What's next on the list to help me level up. And I think that always being a lifelong learner and always trying to progress will make sure that I'm never stagnant. That's, That's really good though. Cause like in the long run, right. That'll help you out. Cause you're always inherently trying to better yourself and improve. So in a sense, you're always progressing and you're always developing yourself as you said as well. Um, I'm not sure if Sierra wanted to add anything yet to that, but yeah. I'm, I'm just so inspired by you. <laughs> it's to be able to constantly be working on yourself is definitely something that you have to work on every single day. Like thinking about working on yourself as much as you want to work on yourself is definitely really hard doing it every single day. There's tons of people doing it every single day for those, like for those people who they're just waiting for something to give them that little push to make them like start just wanting to do that just a little bit more. What would you like, what advice would you tell them? Uh, a few things. I think you have to be really, really honest with yourself. Um, and I, and it's really, really difficult. And I've literally sat down in the mirror and been like, all right, what are you doing? Um, in October, like in the fall was a really big transition period for me. Um, mindset wise in my personal life, in my work life. Um, that's when I started getting the ball rolling on the studio and I was going through this period of change. And honestly, and truly, I didn't sit with my feelings about all of it until the second week of quarantine was the first time that I like really, um, just like sat with all of my feelings. And I think that's the first thing that you need to do is like take inventory of your life. Where are you? Where are your goals? Where are your relationships? All of them, family, friends, romantic, where are they? Are they helping you or are they hurting you? You could have someone who you are with every single day who sounds like they're in your corner, but they are secretly sinking your ship. They're drilling little holes in your ship instead of like propelling you forward. And you need to identify those weaknesses and get rid of them first and foremost. So anybody who's drilling holes in your boat, you got to get rid of them. So I would take inventory, see where that is, and then see where you're digging your own um, holes in your boat. Because there are some things that I was doing that weren't healthy. I was staying in relationships that didn't work for me. I was giving into um, things that like just weren't my truest self. Like We get it. Staying home ain't it especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big, plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. If I stayed up, until 11 p.m. to text a boy that I matched with on Bumble. Like, that's not me living my best life. I gotta go to bed. I don't even do. You know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, where I was, like, compromising myself instead of being, like, 
honestly and truly, he's cute, but he's not, he's not going to pay my bills, you know? So I need to go to bed, you know? <laughs> honestly, that was like the one thing I realized throughout university. I was like, why am I always kind of like backtracking myself and not helping myself out with that, especially when it came to like dating and everything. Why am I always hurting myself in that way by staying up when I have to be at work at 730 in the morning? Like, what am I doing? Luckily now, like my, the person I'm with now, my boyfriend, he's very like understanding and always like accommodates to what I need. But yeah, like, I think it's really important to realize you need to put yourself first at times, especially in like key moments like that. Yeah, I I think when you're really trying to take inventory, the first thing that you need to do is realize who's around you um, and surround yourself with the people who are going to propel you forward. So I really, my dad calls it trimming the friend tree. I trimmed the friend tree down to the bare bones. I mean, I really cut out or not even cut out, but like shifted people from like friends to acquaintances real quick. Um, And the people who I communicate with on a daily basis, the five people that I communicate with most are helping me move forward. And they're not my, like what you would consider like traditional friends. Most of my friends are like much older than me. Um, or like the, my best friend in the entire universe is my little brother. Um, but they're people who like really want me to propel forward. They're also the people who are going to hold a mirror to me and be like, girl, what are you doing? Pull your shit together get out of this relationship. This person's not your friend. Staying up too late is not for you. Why are you eating cookie dough at at 10 o'clock at night? Why aren't you asleep? Those are the people who you need in your life. So I think first you got to get rid of the toxic people and then you need to sit down with yourself and realize what you have to offer and like write that list and write down the things that like you're a rock star at. I'm really great at creating community. I'm really good at creating connection. I'm not so good when I'm overwhelmed and stressed and I shut down. I don't answer text messages. I don't answer emails. I don't answer DMs. I don't post on social media. When I go black on social media, that's how you know either I had too much to drink or I am (laughs) overwhelmed and stressed. Um, And so I wrote down those flaws too. So I took a real inventory of my personality traits, things that are really, really good about myself, things that are not so good. I also took note of things like, you see my bed's not made. Um, when I'm stressed, my car, my bedroom and my bathroom are a disaster. So I know that that's a physical cue in my life that I need to make a change and I need to organize things and I need to center myself, take a rest, take a day off things like that. So I really got in touch with, okay, these are the physical cues of my emotional well-being. What do I need to do to balance out the two? And that was like huge for me. And it took so much time and a lot of work, a lot of journaling, a lot of prayer. Love me some therapy. That's just like free. You just need to talk about yourself the whole time. Me too. Love therapy. Therapy gang. advice from someone. And I think that that was another thing that I really leaned into was going to therapy um, and getting advice from somebody who wasn't projecting their baggage on me. Right. Cause when you're talking about a toxic friend or whatever, um, people are going to insert their own baggage and I didn't need their advice. I needed someone to just be like, your feelings are valid or are you over? Are you reaching? I don't think that that's true. I know this person in real life. I don't think 
think so. And like I said earlier, trust your gut, you know, like there was people in my life who were very, very toxic to me. And everybody was like, no, 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 they love you. They love you. No, she doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's all fake. <laughs> yeah. So I think journaling, I think that kind of stuff, taking inventory of your life. I also pro tip, um, cannot journal in something pretty. I don't know how people can journal. It causes me stress. I need a 99 cent notebook. I can't write ugly <laughs> things. I need to write my mess in a cheap notebook. It feels like your best friend or that like oldest sweatshirt that has like a bleach stain on it and a hole from that fence you jumped that one time when you shouldn't have been out late. That's what it feels. <laughs> um, so I <laughs> use like an old, old, like raggedy journal and that feels so much better than writing some like deep thoughts in something that's like really pretty and put together. Um, it's just kind of like being like cozy with your friend. And maybe like in that way, it's like, you're okay releasing what's inside of you, you know, other than like looking at something that's all like nicely done. You're like, Oh, maybe I don't want to do that. But then with that, it just allows you to have the freedom to be able to express yourself in whatever way you want really. And whatever you're feeling. Yeah. I don't know why that was like a mindset shift for me. I was like trying to write in these pretty journals that were like expensive and I didn't want to spell things wrong and I didn't want my handwriting to be messy. And I didn't want to write that I thought so-and-so was a big fat jerk and <laughs> didn't use that language. But like, I wanted to write like bad words, you know, and like, yeah, get yeah. My like release everything. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know why. And I was like saying that to a friend and she did the same thing. She tried and she got like just a plain black notebook. And she was like, Oh my God, I can actually journal now. And that was like a weird mindset tip that I am going to take with me forever. I have never heard that in my 19 years of being alive <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I haven't been alive for that long, but I mean, I've been alive a lot longer than you. So like I used to babysit kids your age. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Cause like there's so many people like my age, including me that like, we want to journal. We want to get our feelings up. We want to have that clear, for one time, clear mind that we think about, oh, we'll journal if we get this really cute gold coil, beautiful blue journal that I'm thinking about buying on Instagram to journal. <laughs> and you know what? I might not even do it because I have about 45 other notebooks that I've used for past classes that can get the job done that won't make me think I'm regretting my money and wasting my money on words that are spelled wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, it. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good thing to take away for our listeners. That is the sole thing. Thank you for coming it. to our podcast. This is it. Get a crappy <laughs> notebook. <laughs> Journal. The yellow one. That's the worst the one. Yellow one. <laughs> America things. <laughs> That's awesome. And then like just a few other questions for the podcast. Like and just about you. Just like, you know, we've talked about a lot of like deep things and like being su successful is being in my opinion, is also being able to talk about the hard things. Talk about what it's like to go to therapy and what it's like when you have to trim the friend tree, because that's really, really hard, especially when you have not a lot of friends to begin with. Like, it's very important to realize and take a step back with yourself that you have to do it for yourself 
to prosper and to stay on that path. And even if you think those friends will stay there, they're the ones that are not blazing the trail, but you're walking through like a flowered meadow, trying not to step on so many different flowers, hoping to ruin them, but really you can avoid all of it by just walking on the path. And like, that's so important. I just love that. That was so good. (sighs) Yeah, and I think as she said too, it's like trust. Like who's going to tell you the truth when you need it most? Your therapist. Like, I, I think I, stru- yeah, th- th- them too, another friend. <laughs> They're not going to get cut off the friend tree. <laughs> True. No, yeah. yeah, like, it's it's really, like, it's hard to find people that'll tell you the truth when you need it. So, yeah, that's something I've been really grateful. And, yeah, as you said, like, you need to cut the friend tree when you need to. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, ladies. And, like, do you, along with, like, being successful, like, I know that you have started like making meal plans for certain people like some of like your clients and like your clientele you're super super health and fitness based what is your go-to meal like your absolute favorite meal it doesn't have to be good it doesn't have to be bad it just has to be like real true to you and what is your favorite restaurant in Philly well like where you live oh good question okay um so my favorite meal in the entire world is chicken meatballs um, I could eat them all day, every day. What I love about meatballs is in between, like I might have like three minutes in between cl- like clients and I'd be like, gotta go pop a ball. So I'll <laughs> like, just, you can eat them while you're driving. It's not dangerous. You can eat them for breakfast. You can eat them for lunch. You can eat them for dinner. You can eat them at snack. And then you can just put them on your console while you're driving and it's just like that to me and I like you can pair it with a salad you can pair it with a pasta you can oh I just love a chicken meatball um and then my favorite restaurant is this local family-owned place near us don't even know the name something Italian Villa Vito something along those lines um and I have a gluten allergy however when I go there I get the pasta and I break out in a full-fledged wrap. And it is like, let, let me tell you, if it, uh, this is like a thing in my family. Like, if there's something with gluten in it, like, I'll look to my brother or my mom and I'll be like, is it worth the rash? I don't have to ask when I go to this restaurant. I know that every single thing is worth the hives, the rash, the looking pregnant for two weeks. I don't even care. Fill it up. I get the prosciutto wrapped asparagus, then I get the calamari, then I get the fried mozzarella, their house salad, so I good. eat two. <laughs> <laughs> chicken, carbonara, and then I can't walk, and it's great, and I eat all of it. It's worth it. It's completely worth it. <laughs> oh my god, I love Italian food, so yeah, that sounds so good to me. <laughs> if it's worth breaking GF for... Like, that is somewhere that, like, needs to be more popular. Does it need to be, like, a chain? Probably not, because then it's, like, less fun, Mm -hmm. less awesome. But things that you can break GF for, those are important, (laughs) and those are the key to the heart. I'm not gluten-free, but (laughs) I know lots of gluten-free people, and... There's not a lot of things, like, there's not, like, if you're, like, true, like, you care about gluten allergy, there's not a lot of things that people will 
firmly break GF on, like, mm-hmm. at all. You have to be real special. And to know that, like, there's a local place where you live that you're able to, like, really go in, treat you. Well, I don't know if it's treating, it's, like, half treating yourself, half digging your own ditch. But, like, it's worth it in some yes. kind of way. <laughs> That's, like, a really sick. I don't really know what that means, but it's fine. I, like, wore jeans there one time, and I'm, like, unbuttoning my pants to take, I'm, like, leaning back, I'm swinging. Give it to me. Give it to me. And just, like, pretend that I'm pregnant. Like, wipe, like, rub my belly. Between, like, the food baby and the bloat, like, I'm six months pregnant. It's fine. Okay, so maybe that wasn't a hard decision. That doesn't seem like a hard decision. It's just, like, let's go. But... What is the hardest decision that you've ever had to make? I'm sorry, I know. <laughs> like in life in general. Yeah. Yeah. Success, school, Pilates, like not work like making your own studio. Literally. Anything. Yeah, to keep you really like on your path, I guess. Ending a really toxic relationship. Okay. Super toxic. Like super duper manipulative. Um, I stayed in it for way too long. Um, and I didn't want to end it because I was so committed and it felt like a failure. Right. Um, there was a lot of cheating involved. There was a whole bunch of things and I was really committed to his family and I was in the delivery room when his sister had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I literally like have seen his sister with her pants yeah. on, but a human expelled out of her. Um, and the hardest decision I ever had to make was not walking away from him because he was a piece of shit, but walking away from what I thought it was walking away from that family, walking away from everything that I had written out in my future. However, when I did walk away from it, that's when my life changed. When I made the decision to leave was the same time that I started seeing other toxic relationships in my life. And it was the same time that I realized like, okay, I need to go to bed early. It was the same around the same time that it was like, all right, I'm going to do the studio. And I was having this conversation with my mom and I was like, I would not have the studio if I stayed with him. I wouldn't have any of the things that I have now had I stayed. And so I think really owning your truth, knowing, and I think the hardest thing that I had to realize was I was worth more than that. And that was the hardest decision I had to make was to choose myself over someone else. And when I did, it unlocked everything for me. Wow, that's I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. But I hope, yeah, as you were saying that now it's like brought you onto the path where you want to be, you know, and where you're going. So, you know, and that, yeah, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, like it, it set you on your path, as you said, in that way. So, yeah. That because it taught me so much. Like it taught me so much about myself. It taught me about my self-worth. It taught me about what I'm willing to put up with, what I'm not willing to put up with, things that are important to me that weren't important to me before. Things, and I have been saying for the last, like it's been like a year, um, when I start talking to someone, I'm not in the habit of collecting red flags. I'm not going to carry around a bouquet of red flags. They say one thing, do a few things that aren't in my morals, like gotta go. And so I think that I learned so much about myself 
And that's when I started really leaning into therapy and like really taking inventory of my life was when that happened. So one, it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. And two, it was the best decision I ever had to make because I jumped off a cliff into the unknown. Um, it was the, re- like I had my own apartment. I had all of these things. And for safety reasons, I had to move back in with my parents. Um, and it truly gave me the freedom and the flexibility to pursue my dreams that I wouldn't be able to if I was held back with someone else. Yeah. And I really think experiences like that, they shape you in the sense that now you know what, as you said, what you'll tolerate and what is just a red flag and it's got to go then just doesn't, you won't let anyone cross you. And I mean, it won't drag you down in that way either. I think, cause you'd keep pursuing on. Oh, 100%. And it was also like a thing of, um, priorities, like a priorities yeah. more in alignment. And for myself either, like I 100% was, holding myself back because I was making other things a priority instead of chasing my dreams. And I would talk about my, my studio one day instead of just doing it or like, and it's not that hard to be honest with you. Like anything that you want is a Google search away. Like it's really not that difficult. And I think that that's something that like this generation needs to understand. And it's one thing that was drilled into my head into nurse in nursing school. And I think that nobody, I don't know. I think that it's such a lost art to just Google it. (laughs) You know, it drives me bonkers um, because all of the answers that you need are in your computer. You can YouTube it. You can Google it. There's Skillshare, which is amazing. Like you can always find your answer. Yeah. And I think that's something we do take for granted. Like a lot, my parents didn't, and I'm assuming all our parents didn't have access to something like that. Like they always tell me about how they had to go to the library for like a paper or something. Whereas for me, I just I'm there on Google Scholar or whatever and just look up what I need. Or if I need to figure out how to do something, I just search it up, as you said, on Google. (laughs) So the possibilities are endless. It's crazy because, like, sometimes I forget that they make Google. And, like, all you have to do is, like, you know, change your wording around. And I will sit there and have a meltdown about, I don't know how to do this. What am I going to (laughs) do? And then someone goes, maybe you should, like, take away the period on podcast and google it and then he'll tell you how to do it and i said that worked that worked <laughs> and like it's just so insane because like like you said like our parents didn't grow up with that they yeah will only know what we will teach them and what they're like willing to relearn about the world and it's insane how easy it is when you think about it, like, if you're willing to accept, like, the change and, like, that you're going to have to relearn stuff, it's, like, so easy because there's nothing to relearn. All you have to do is, like, learn how to type mm-hmm. or, like, press some numbers, and then you're there. You're on it. You're on cloud nine. You're on your way to Jamaica or Philly for <laughs> my favorite restaurant, and I wish that I could go there, but I can't because <laughs> no flights are leaving anywhere Yeah. right now. <laughs> because of like the things going on but one day I will be back to Philly (laughs) me Katie me and you I'll take you to my favorite restaurant (laughs) maybe I'll join maybe I'll fly down from Canada Canada. yeah we're gonna go to we're gonna go to grains and greens there's a few places there they're in New Jersey Philadelphia best 
plant-based food you will ever have in your entire life. Sign me up. I'm there. So good. <laughs> Falafel, impeccable. We love it. We love it. We... So, yeah. sorry, sorry. Sierra. <laughs> Just cut you off. Um, so I guess maybe our last question that Sierra and I had for you and maybe to tell our viewers, other than this restaurant that you were talking about earlier, what's your favorite maybe small business or um, maybe product from a small business or company? That you is there like a favorite product you have? Oh, that's such a good one. Okay, so I'm my so friend, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's so good. My friend Nikki makes this stuff called mermaid hair, and mm-hmm. it is the best detangler in the entire universe. Uh, it's like this little spray bottle, she makes it herself with so much love. Um, her Instagram is lemon tree essentials, and when I get out of the shower. My hair is dreadlocks. It's blonde and matted. It's very thin hair, and I have a lot of it. And my hairdresser used to, like, literally, she would, like, brace herself and stretch because it takes 20 minutes to do my hair. <laughs> and then enter my hair, and it takes five minutes. So not only is it efficient, but it's all natural. It's organic. It smells good. And it supports my friend. So I absolutely love it. And my hair has grown so much longer since I started using it. So it's like my favorite, favorite, favorite product. Oh my God. I, I feel like I need that because everything you were saying was just like, wow, I experienced that. Like when I had long hair and I can't use conditioner for some reason, cause it just gets stuck in my hair, which is the most annoying thing ever. So I stopped using conditioner, but like, I'm like your hairdresser. Like I stretch before and I'm like, okay, it's time to get going. I refuse to brush my hair. I will wait until it is completely dry (laughs) and then I'm sitting here like, oh, the ends one at a time, the middle, just because it's just so tangly. Right now it is so tangly that I am also thinking about brushing my hair after this, putting it up because it's not worth it. Brushing your hair? I need that mermaid. I need the mermaid hair in my hair. We'll check it out. I'm sure everyone will (laughs) check it out later, yeah? It's life-changing. Lemon tree essentials, mermaid hair. I'm telling you, like, it is the end-all, be-all product. You heard it here, everyone. (laughs) Lemon tree essentials. That's where it's at. Lemon tree essentials. That's what we mean. And then another just, like, last question is, what do you want? What do you want our listeners to take away from this podcast today? Such a good question. Um, I think I want people to take away to really lean into what their purpose is. I think it is such a blessing when you get to take your purpose and your gift and create that into your life. And I think that a lot of people think that they need permission to do so. And this is your life. We only get one of them. And I think that you need to live it to the best of your capabilities. And I think that if you're not living in your purpose and if you're not living true to your gift, um, then you're not going to get the most fulfillment out of life. So even if it's the road less traveled, um, really lean into what you know you're supposed to be doing because you already know intuitively what you're supposed to be doing and what you're called for. And I think that leaning into it and knowing that it's okay and it's okay to struggle to get there, um, but it's far more rewarding than taking the easier, more traditional path. I see Sierra reflecting on this. <laughs> like, I just like, reflect yeah. literally and every single thing you're saying, just because like you are older than me, I am younger than you. And it's just, I try to, I'm always on that like constant, what can I do to better myself? What can I do today 
that'll make me have a better day than yesterday. And it's just, I've just been doing so much reflecting and like, what am I going to do after this? Probably write down all the things that I like about myself. Cause like, it's okay to be with yourself. And that is probably the scariest thing. Like, I think that is like scarier than spiders. That should go at the top of scariest things in the entire world. Jumping off a cliff? No. Uh-uh. Not scary. Spiders? Not scary. Snakes? No. Being with yourself and being true to yourself? That is scary. That's the scariest thing. And, like, to be successful in any way, you have to be with yourself. Because what if, like, people leave you and all you have is yourself, but you don't want to find that, like, you don't want to be in that situation, so you do every single thing in your power to not be alone, and, like, your dreams get crushed, and it's, like, not going to be worth it one day, you know? Like, it's so important to, that's just what I took away from everything that was said today. Yeah, I think, and I can show you guys, I, like, literally have, so this is, I sit here every single morning where I'm sitting, I have my red light that I turn on and do anti-inflammatory treatments on my face. And I sit here and a client actually made this for me because I say this at the beginning of all of my classes and it says today I'm going to do what others aren't willing to. So tomorrow I can do what they aren't capable of. So I set myself up for success by sitting, doing a little anti-inflammatory stuff and then checking back in with like my messaging that I want to feel for myself And a lot of people don't sit with themselves and a lot of people don't do that self-reflection and a lot of people don't take inventory of their relationships, their positives, their negatives, all of the things that they have that are within their control and the like physical representations of things that are going in. And when you do that self-work that other people aren't willing to, you're going to be so much more capable. Thank you so much. Sorry. I need this (laughs) so much. Are you sure you're not working with my therapist? (laughs) <laughs> are you sure <laughs> i don't know maybe this you is like a tell when somebody's gone to therapy because they can speak i might have to go check that out might have to go check it out this is what my girl is going to tell me wednesday at 11 a.m did you check in with yourself when i'm to say only because of katie dudley no other reason <laughs> because i have to do this today for her <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing all your advice and your life and just giving us such insightful recommendations and thoughts that we can carry on every day into our lives. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to get your email. (laughs) Thank you so much for being a constant role model to those who follow you on Instagram and find you out of the blue because the work that you do does matter and it is helping tons of people every single day. Every day they see your stories at 5 a.m. when they wake up at 6. (laughs) And that person, that person is me. I'm not going to lie. It's me. I see your Instagram and I'm like... Am I going to be here today? What is new? What is a cute little dog going to do for me today? Is he going to clap? Is he going to read with her? What is he going to do? And just for you to take away from us is you matter so much to so many people. 
doing the Zoom classes and following you on Instagram, like you are making such a movement and a community that I love to be a part of, that we both love to be a part of meeting you today. Thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate it. I had the best time. We're so glad. And we will have to come check out one of your Pilates classes. Yes. Oh, come. It is like, let me tell you, it is just like a free for all. I can't shelter my personality. I can't filter it. The other day, yesterday, the water was shut off at our house and I drank a gallon of water. So there, I had to put a bucket in my room and pee in a bucket. So I like told her, I just like don't have a filter because I just don't care. Uh, I just just can't. No, I love Um, it. Yeah, whenever the borders reopen, we'll we'll be there. We'll be there. (laughs) Us together working out. Mm. Improving ourselves. (laughs) Thank you again, Katie. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you so much. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Yes. And if you need us like us to do anything for you, Mm -hmm. promo, download daily static. Don't really know how to pronounce the word. I'm trying every single day. I uh, don't know how to, but we'll do it. You're the okay. best. We've got you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Katie. Bye. Bye. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names. Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant. Whatever it takes.